All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win on Tuesday. They win on Wednesday. They sweep the two-game series from the Blue Jays uh, to move to 22-8 and on the season. They have done an outstanding job to date this season. They're beating up on the bad teams. They're beating good teams. They're now 6-3 and three against the Blue Jays this season. Uh, and what else can you say other than this is an amazing start? It's been a long time since the Yankees started out so well. It's been a long time since they took care of business and did their job against bad teams. And it's been a while since they really took care of business against the Blue Jays, who played them well last year, played them well the year before. And now the Yankees have a seven-game loss column lead on the Blue Jays. It's five over the Rays, five over the Rays, seven over the Blue Jays, 10 over the Orioles, and 12 over the Red Sox. So what was supposed to be a four-team race in the AL East between the Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays, and Red Sox is going to be a three-team race. You can cross off the Red Sox from the conversation for the AL East, and if anyone wants to say, oh, it's too early to do so, it's not. The math is there. The Yankees could play 500 baseball the rest of the way and end up with 87 wins, and the Red Sox would have to play 20 games over 500 just to end up with the same record as the Yankees if they play 500. So it's a three-team race now, and the Yankees have set themselves up nicely to lead this three-team race with this cushion they've built up, 22-8 and record, and then they'll take that uh, with them to Chicago for the weekend for a four-game series against the White Sox, who, like the Blue Jays, have underachieved. And going into the season, you had the Blue Jays, who were the AL favorite from an odd standpoint. You had the White Sox, who had the best chance of making the postseason probably of any team in Major League Baseball because their division's so fucking bad. And they just got over 500, and they haven't been able to hit. Uh, and so the Yankees will see them at you know, not as good of a time as if they saw him a week ago, but still a pretty good time because the White Sox just haven't been playing well this year. But before they get to Chicago, uh, talk about what went on these two days. And, uh, you know, the offense was not there again in the first game of the series. Couldn't hit Yusei Kikuchi again, second time in a row. His second start in a row came against the Yankees from that game last Wednesday when he shut them down with one run over six innings. And it was much of the same. Uh, in the first game of the series, the Yankees just couldn't get anything going offensively until the John Carlos Stanton home run, the three-run home run to tie the game. Then the Yankees uh, give up a pair of runs, and then the Judge obviously walk off home run in the ninth. And when the Yankees took the or tied the game rather on the Stanton home run, and Yimmy Garcia gets thrown out, you know there's no intent there. You know the guy's not throwing at anyone. It's a fucking three-three game. It's a tie game. Yankees, Blue Jays. Blue Jays need to make up ground on the Yankees. They need to win head-to-head matchups against the Yankees. They want to win the division. He's not out there throwing at anyone. That was just an overreaction from the umpiring crew uh, and a terrible reaction for the Yankees because Yimmy Garcia is the best chance and, and was the best chance in that game for the Yankees to not only tie it but then take the lead. So rather than going, uh, getting the go-ahead run to score, which was Donaldson after he got hit, going getting the go-ahead run on base, They bring in David Phelps because they need to make a pitching change because Garcia's tossed. And David Phelps is an ex-Yankee. and Everyone knows ex-Yankees are unbelievable against the Yankees when they come back to face them. And, of course, Phelps got out of that inning and and nothing happened. And the Yankees give up a pair of runs. And then they go to the ninth where they needed a miracle. And they need a miracle because Jordan Romano is coming in and he's the only good Blue Jays reliever. And you're seeing Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and Jose Trevino, one and two in that inning, you're thinking, okay, the Yankees are going to have to get LeMahieu on and then hope Judge knocks one out to tie the game. That's your best-case scenario, really, because you can't assume Kiner-Falefa or Trevino is going to get on base against Romano. It's just not reasonable. And Kiner-Falefa didn't, obviously. He struck out. And then Trevino comes up and works a walk, and it's 
amazing that someone with Romano's pedigree, someone who's the best reliever, the closer on the team that's supposed to get to the World Series for the American League, can't retire Jose Trevino. It worked out in the Yankees' favor because he walks, LeMahieu walks, and the judge comes up and hits that bomb into the second deck in left field for the walk-off win. Uh, but the offense wasn't there. It was a three-run home run for Sam. It was a three-home run, run home from home run from Judge that gave them the win and a pair of three-run home runs. That's what the Yankees do. They score when they hit home runs, and when they don't hit home runs, they don't score. And it's you know in this day and age of baseball where it's so hard to string together hits, it's you know the strategy you kind of have to go with. It's the one the Yankees go with, and you'll see performances like you saw against Texas when they're not hitting these multi-run home runs. And they're not scoring. And that's okay because their pitching's been so good. The rotation's been great. Uh, the bullpen's been unbelievable. And in this series, you know, Severino was terrible for, through the first two innings, really grinded 65 pitches to get through two innings, which is a lot of fucking pitches for a guy who hasn't pitched in three years because he's been injured. That's a lot of pitches in a short amount of time. But he was able to settle down and give them four and a third, uh, hold them at three runs and strike out eight and give the Yankees a chance to come back and win the game. And that's exactly what they did. And then the next night, you get Jamison Tyon, who I trust the least of any of the Yankee starters. And he goes out and he holds the Blue Jays down again. Pitched great against them in Toronto last week. Pitched great against them here again. And he's been great this season. He's not the guy we saw last year that the Blue Jays crushed, the guy who couldn't put anyone away, foul ball after foul ball with two strikes. It was like Phil Hughes 2.0. Tyone has not been that guy. He's been unbelievable as well. I think he's, what, 293 ERA, 325 FIP. He's got three walks in like 30 innings. He's been awesome. He's been awesome. And he was again on Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, the other story on Wednesday night is Glaber Torres, who I've crushed Glaber Torres. I will continue to crush Glaber Torres because – he just hasn't been a good player since 2019. And the only times he seems to do something at the plate this season it happens to come in a big opportunity, a big moment in a game, and that's great. If that's all he's going to do, that's fine, because he's going to keep playing no matter what. The Yankees are going to force him into the lineup. So if he's going to be forced in the lineup, at least he comes through in these clutch situations. Going back to opening day, he had the game-tying sack fly as a pinch hitter. He had the walk-off single um, in that ninth inning rally against Cleveland a few Saturdays ago, he had the three RBI game in Toronto where he, you know, the 3-2 win, he drove in all three runs. He had the walk-off home run on Sunday against Texas. And then on Wednesday night against the Blue Jays, he has all five runs for the Yankees were his. Five RBI game from Torres. Another home run against Toronto. He's just been unbelievable against Toronto. Three home runs and nine RBIs in, in eight games and seven starts. And that's the numbers he used to do against the Orioles, and now he's doing them against the Blue Jays, which is more valuable because the Yankees, you know, they need to beat the Orioles too, but the games against the Blue Jays are, are so huge. And even with all this production he's done against the Blue Jays, he's still not doing well. He's hitting two twenty two with a two fifty eight on base and a four forty four slugging, and, you know, his OPS just got barely above 700 at 702. Uh, and his defense was horrible on Tuesday. He dropped, or yeah, Tuesday he dropped that ball, beautiful hop right to his glove. Dropped it on Wednesday. He couldn't get the transfer off on the double play in the first inning that extended that inning. Um, so you know his his bat hasn't been there completely. His glove's been awful, and you just hope that he can just find it consistently because he hasn't been. He just hasn't been consistent. Uh, and then there's Aroldis Chapman, who I don't think anyone fucking can trust Aroldis Chapman. He uh, he did everything he could to blow a three run lead. Uh, in the ninth and, you know, gave up a run. The tying run was at the plate. Um, so you just can't trust that guy. I, I have a feeling they'll use him throughout the season in this role and they come the postseason 
he won't necessarily be given what you would consider a closing duties. I would hope that's the case because it, I don't think this can last forever with the amount of, you know, his wildness, his just walking people lengthy at bats, 30 pitch innings to get three outs, fucking base runners everywhere. I don't, I don't know how the Yankees win it, win the world series or think they can win the world series with him pitching like that. Uh, and overall, you know, it was a frustrating series, but the Yankees won both games. You know, they couldn't hit mostly on Tuesday. On Wednesday, you know, you got a little worried there at the end with the bullpen, but it's two wins. It's a series sweep. It's big wins over the Blue Jays. And uh, what else can you say? It was, it's, it was a good two days for the Yankees, who have really just had good days all season. They've been on all 30 games. Out of 30 games, they've won 22. The other eight, they've lost. They've been in. They've had a chance to win. Their worst game of the season where they didn't really have a chance was that 3-0 loss on April 11th at the stadium against Alec Manoa and the Blue Jays because Manoa always pitches well against them. It was the only game where you really felt like they just weren't going to win that game. And even in that game, they had their opportunities late. But So that's their worst defeat of the season at 30 games. That's impressive. There's been no blowouts. There's been no, hey, it just wasn't, you know, whoever starters night, it just wasn't their night. This hasn't been the case. It's been everyone's night. The offense could do better consistently. But aside from that, 22-8. and eight. Fucking awesome. And now they'll go to Chicago four games. Then they'll go to Baltimore again to try to avenge what went on a few weeks ago in that weekend series there. There's a disaster. Uh, they've got a pretty favorable schedule here. They will have those games against Tampa right before Memorial Day. Uh, but they've got 18, ga- 18 days in the next... 18 games in the next 18 days, rather, uh, to... You know, you're going to see a lot of unnecessary rest. You're going to see a lot of load management. You were going to see that anyway. Now that they have this cushion built in, it's going to be taken to another level. Um, And you just hope they keep on winning. You just hope they keep that separation because it's important. At some point, the Blue Jays are going to play better. The Rays have been playing all right. And you just want to hope that this lead, this cushion they built is enough. So Yankees-White Sox on Thursday night in Chicago. Luis Heel gets the call as the spot starter for the Yankees. uh, And... We'll see. We'll see what he does. He's had command issues, control issues. Uh, we'll see if he can, you know, relive some of that magic he had in his first few starts last year where, yeah, he was walking guys, but he was pitching around uh, those walks. He was getting out of jams. And uh, we'll see what the Yankees have for us this weekend in Chicago. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-White Sox Thursday night in Chicago. I'll be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.